Welcome to Pass the Mic and Part 1 of Queer Identities. In this episode, Parker, Aiden, and Ian talk about pronouns and pronouns. Hi, my name is Parker, and my pronouns are they and them. Uh, my name is Aiden, I use he, him pronouns. I'm Ian, and I use he, him pronouns. Speaking of pronouns, <laughs> it's, I think it's important in child and youth care that people are more cognizant of using pronouns, even if they're not trans, because experiences that I had in school was like, I wasn't out at that point, but even now when I'm in grad school and in other spaces and work, um, I'm always the only person giving my pronouns. Not at the job I'm at now, but at previous jobs and in, in different spaces within the field, it was like we'd be sitting at a meeting and everyone would introduce themselves and then I had to say my pronouns or else I was going to sit there and get misgendered the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know for me, like, I just, even like when I was going to get misgendered, I was like, I don't want to be the only person mm-hmm. to like say my pronouns because I have anxiety and it makes me anxious to be the only person that like says my pronouns. And then because I feel like then other people just are like, then like also I feel like it automatically outs me as trans and like that is not always ideal in every situation. In child and youth care, it's usually pretty much okay. In like the real world, it's a little, a little more iffy, like it's not always ideal. And then I have a lot of privilege because I'm so quote unquote cis passing. Yeah. But I always introduce my pronouns and I say, hi, I'm Ian. My pronouns are he and him. And then everyone else goes around the circle and they're like, just doesn't say anything. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is I'm always worried that like I'm going to say my pronouns and then like no one else is going to say them. And then I'm just like awkwardly there, like the only person that said my pronouns. Yeah. Something or- that was really cool that happened once is I was taking a training and um, I knew one of the people who was going to be there and she wasn't leading the training or like she'd already done all of it. And I had approached her and said, hey, do you think that the people who are do- like teaching the training, are they the kind of people who are going to ask us for pronouns? Because I, the night before, was really anxious about it, wondering, am I going to be the only one? Am I going to have to go up to these people who I don't know and say, hey, are you going to do the pronoun thing? Um, and she actually... Um, did a huge ally move and she went and talked to the people who were training and said hey can you please make sure to introduce pronouns at the beginning yeah and she um teaches at McEwen in some of the classes and so that was really really helpful to like know that there's an ally somewhere in there Mm -hmm. where she heard what I had to say about it and and she understood that I was nervous about it and then at the very beginning of this training they were like we really don't want to Um, assume anybody's gender or how they identify so we're going to also introduce pronouns and everyone did pretty well because sometimes you get into circles where you'll have like a cis man that's sitting there and everyone says their pronouns and everyone doesn't need it to the cis man and like point to their crotch you go hi my name is like mark and i'm a him yeah and like you just heard 15 other people say Say a pronoun properly and you just went with i'm a him and pointed to your crotch like what or the people that are like i I think I'm a she, and you're like, like the people that clearly have never just said their pronouns before, not the people that are like, I don't know my gender identity, mm-hmm. but the people who've just never said their pronouns and are like, they're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My favorite is the well, it's pretty obvious what I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that just made like I had like a visceral yeah, reaction like, to that because it's happened before. Yeah. 
they yeah. shuddered. It was great. Yeah. It's it's stuff like that where like we need more and I even posted about this on Instagram recently is like mm-hmm. we need more straight people, more cis people that are saying their pronouns even when trans people aren't there is that Mm -hmm. like if we're just if it becomes common practice to introduce yourself with your name and your pronoun then it's like huge allyship to us so that we're not so left out and like in the classroom if if professors are putting their pronouns in their email and putting it on the syllabus immediately i jump to like they're potentially a safer person for me exactly well and then you don't have that incident of oh now i have to out myself as trans because I'm not the only person saying my pronouns now, 50 people are. And so it's it's so much safer for like people mm-hmm. to to feel comfortable. And then ideally, no one's getting misgendered. Yeah. It's yeah. normalizing it. Yeah. I came out after I was done CYC, but y'all are in CYC and are identifying as trans. Like, has yeah. there ever been a time where you're like in class and like misgendering has happened or... Like, there's been big issues with pronouns where you had someone help you or not, like... I... Well, it's funny, actually, because in... I, I was intending on going into the program and just, like, being stealth, so, like, not telling anyone, um, because I had spent my whole of, like, high school being, like, that trans kid, and that was great. Like, I loved it in high school, but I didn't want that to be, like, my whole life once I was in university. Mm-hmm. But then I got into the program, and I was like, well... There's two other trans people, which helped a lot, like immensely. And also I was like, not talking about being trans limits me so much in my ability to like connect with people and like relate to the learning and stuff. So I was like, oh, whatever. But um, I had this incident of a guest speaker a couple of weeks ago who aggressively misgendered me in front of the entire class oh. um, because she was talking about something and used me as, or, and off, I offered myself as an example. And then, yeah, she just like went like she, and someone in the back of class went he, and then she got really flustered and confused and just referred to me as the individual, <laughs> like, and like vaguely gestured to me. It was really awkward and uncomfortable. And then like, she didn't like, come up to me afterwards to, and I like I'm not like I don't like book it out of class like I like usually stay and talk to people and like talk to the prof and stuff so she had ample opportunity to like catch me and like be like hey I'm sorry like I think I maybe said the wrong word or I'm sorry if I like missed not obviously like I'm not expecting her to necessarily know the term of misgendered but like you know like something along the lines of like I'm sorry that I did that and she realized that she messed up yeah because she got so flustered exactly yeah. yeah but like it was yeah it was really unfortunate I was like that sucks like because it's been a long time too since I've been like so aggressively misgendered because I had like my voice has dropped significantly since I started this program but I was already six months on testosterone when I started so my voice had already started dropping from like my super high-pitched girly voice Mm -hmm. um and so it had been a while since I'd like been missed and so that was six that was like almost like a full year ago right like it was six months when I started the program so it's been a year and a bit now um, anyways, my voice has dropped significantly is my point, And it's been a while since I've been misgendered and I was not expecting it. And it kind of threw me off for the whole day. Mm. That's my story. <laughs> like, cause I've been on T for a while now, like even in CYC and before in social work, like I could grow a beard. So it wasn't an issue, but I remember in, <laughs> I remember in high school when I first came out, there was this one guy who 
if I annoyed him or if he just wanted to annoy me, his go-to method was to call me by my birth name and use she, her pronouns. Ew. And it hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that physical feeling? Like, it feels like you've been punched Punched, in the chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, bad enough on top Uh, of the binder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's definitely one thing that, like, cis people don't really realize is they think of misgendering as like oh you know someone accidentally called you by the wrong name and like you're like oh man that sucks whereas it's really like a literal punch in the gut like yeah it's not the same as like as like going to a self-checkout and writing that yeah that your honey crisp apples are actually macintosh apples to get them (laughs) cheaper like it's not like something really surface level where you just use the wrong name for someone it's it's yeah like really hurtful yeah and i think lots of times i've i've heard stories of people being like oh well like like the people that like actually are like brave enough to correct people because i never correct people when they misgender me um but the people that do and then eventually like they just get tired of it and people are like oh well they stopped um correcting us so obviously they were just faking it in the first place it's like no they just got so sick and tired of being punched every time Mm -hmm. that they just stopped saying and they're still getting punched it's just that now they're not getting doubly punched by you going, oh, no, no, that's, that's not true. Like, yeah. They don't have the energy. Yeah, they keep... straight up don't have the energy to keep reminding you because you're clearly not going to, like, change. Like, that's what you've shown them if you don't, like, yeah. make the effort to change. And that's why we need people in child and youth care, like our colleagues and our instructors, to be using their pronouns introducing mm-hmm. with pronouns asking students on the first day of school when you get name tags to like put your put pronoun pronouns. on your name tag yeah because if we are in a space where we don't have the energy to correct other people we need the other like the people, other people. Who it doesn't take them as much energy and there's no safety risk for them mm-hmm. to correct other people and to be it's not hard to put your pronoun on the syllabus and then that is just like a signal to the trans people that this instructor may be a safe person i can go to if it's becoming a problem in class yeah. if people are constantly misgendering or if there was something really gross that was said by someone then you i would mm-hmm. go to the professor with the pronouns on the syllabus over any other professor who yeah. didn't because i know that they understand that that's important important to mm-hmm. me yeah it's like it's what we were saying about it's like the secret handshake yeah yeah putting your pronouns is like this the secret handshake to trans people that you're like a, a good person you at least have some understanding you might not quite fully get every concept but like let's be real I don't get every concept either no. <laughs> like but you at least like you're trying you're working on it and no one's perfect and I think it says a lot if, a, if an instructor is even willing at the beginning of the class that has nothing to do with like gender um at the beginning of the class to be like we're going to really respect people's pronouns in here. And if you mess up on anybody's pronoun, just correct it and move on. And mm-hmm. if a teacher is willing to stand up in front of a class where they have no safety risk, they have no like morality risk of who they are as a person. No one's going to look down on them by, by telling students and teaching everybody in the classroom how to correct their pronouns. Mm-hmm. They're just being a huge ally to us. And then it avoids those times when other students who don't know yet and who aren't like in child youth care when I was in classes I had no idea even like what trans people were half the time like I came into this like later on in life but if I would have had that education mm-hmm. it doesn't take long it takes like three minutes to do that education spiel and Less, then honestly yeah especially and if then, you're a fast talker like uh-huh whip through it real fast yeah like. and then we're just safer automatically mm-hmm. and that's like part of the job of allyship is helping to create that safe space especially when you're in a position where like it is a lot safer for a professor 
to to stand up and and say their pronouns and you know talk about like respecting people's pronouns and gender and stuff because like I don't know especially for me like because I'm physically smaller like that's a huge safety risk even for someone like you Ian like that's still putting yourself at risk whereas like for a professor who's like got control of the class or like has authority over the class in, in some capacity like that like it's so much easier and so much like more likely to be listened to as well I think this shouldn't be revolutionary it really shouldn't like I don't I don't <laughs> think that it should be like a big statement if an instructor decides to teach on that it should just be in my opinion part of daily life mm-hmm. is just this is how we start classes this is how we we begin we talk about respect and pronouns and not being like racist sexist homophobic any of the like gross. yeah any <laughs> of those things. yeah don't be gross and this is what to do if you are gross at any time to make <laughs> that better yeah and that kind of conversation I don't think should be revolutionary where people are going oh, they're so progressive why are they doing it should just be part of how we start a class and start a relationship with our instructors and with our peers I think a especially in a field like child and youth care where yeah. like it's so relational it's so like 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 it, it, i had a thought and then i lost it ian <laughs> i want to talk about what the correct way to respond to misgendering someone is to uh birth naming or dead naming someone is or when you make like any other kind of comment that is wrong like sexist homophobic um. racist and you maybe don't know it okay so i'd like to demonstrate Okay, so this is my friend uh, Aiden, and she, I mean he, sorry, um, is a really great friend, and they do a lot of really cool things in the community, and this is what their job is. That is the correct way to fix someone's pronouns when you mess up. Parker, would you like to demonstrate the wrong (laughs) and most common way to do it? All right. Hi, this is my friend Aiden, and she, oh my gosh, I mean he, I mean they, what are you, oh my gosh, this is so hard for me, and this is such a big change, and I'm so sorry. Hi, I've actually known Aiden for so many years, and this is a really hard challenge for me. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. So this is a somewhat dramatized version of what I have lived with yeah. for too many years. And honestly, it's only like minorly dramatized. Like yeah. I have actually had that happen to me before. And it's it's all, like, what, do you, what am I supposed to do to that? I'm like, oh, no, no, it's okay that you just like punched me in the gut. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Don't worry about it. But Makes us feel like we have to be like sorry mm-hmm. about the situation, but we just were living our lives. Yeah. We have to then comfort the person that misgendered us. And yeah. that's such an awkward position to be in and so uncomfortable. And same too, like if if you do misgender someone and they say, oh no, actually like I use he, him pronouns, it's better to be like, thank you for telling me as opposed to being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because again, if you say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, then I have to go, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's okay. But like, it's really not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you, that's not just don't do that but if you're saying oh thank you for letting me know I'll remember for next time and then you remember next time like that's the key too is you have to remember next time and it's hard to remember like I'm a trans person and I still mess up people's pronouns sometimes mm-hmm. and I mess up like if I have a friend who's changed their name I mess up their name but then I've developed strategies to be like okay this is something I struggle with so I'm going to make an intentional choice to make this easier on my friend and so I'll like do things like go on their Facebook and click through all their photos and as I'm looking at their photos I'm saying their new name and I'm using their new pronoun in my head and I'm saying like 
um, sentences that I might say in the community. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will practice introducing my friend and practice getting excited to see my friend while I'm looking at their photos. And it like connects my brain in a way yeah. that really helps to remember those things. So it's, and it doesn't take long to just put in a little bit of effort to make it easier on your trans friends. I yeah. just want to say that's really wholesome and cute. Like it gonna is. practice being so excited about my friend. That is, that is that 100% is, yeah. wholesome and good. Thank yeah. you for that quality content. You're welcome. <laughs> That was when people misgender me the most is when I changed my name and people would misgender me or dead name me um, when they were excited or when they mm-hmm. were in an emotional state where they were like not as they were moving as slowly. Yeah. So it just came out like my therapist would only ever dead name me when she was really stoked about something that I was doing um, or saying. And so um, that's why I started practicing it. Yeah. And started practicing, like, getting the excitement that you see your friend and you introduce them to a new friend or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it doesn't take long to just practice those things and try and put in an effort. I would just, like, excessively use a person's new name. I would be like, this is my friend Parker. Parker is really awesome. I love Parker so much. Hey, Parker, what's up, Parker? <laughs> I, I do that. That is me with my friends that have new names. Mm-hmm. And then when you have your new name, it feels so cool because people feels, are using yeah. your new name all the time. And it helps you get used to it because I know when I first changed my name and people would call my name, like, I would not respond. It would take me a minute to, to turn my head because I mm-hmm. wasn't used to hearing it. So having people that just used it repetitively helped me get used to like turning my head to it and paying attention and desensitized me to turning my head to names that sounded like my dead name Mm -hmm. because I would turn my head to names that were not my dead name but just sounded vaguely like them had like the same amount of syllables or something yeah (laughs) which is awful because my dead name only had two syllables there's a lot of names that have two syllables yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I think it comes down to like the long story short is In child and youth care, our instructors can do really simple things to make school easier for us. And those things are using their own pronouns, educating the other students about how to use pronouns, how to correct themselves, and making themselves known that they're allies to us by putting their pronouns in things like their email and their syllabus and really just talking about how they identify and how they are going to respect how other people in their class identify. (laughs) 